there's a picture doing the rounds of a mother and her three children, aged three and six, or three, two, six, I say, eating hot meals from a soup kitchen on a Dublin street. Now, Tony Walsh of Feed Air Homeless says, I'm calling on the Minister Murphy to step down because he's failed in his role. It's a crying shame to see 4,000 children homeless and over 10,000 overall without a home. Let's just analyse this for a second, all right? Firstly, there isn't 4,000 children homeless. There are 4,000 children who are not in an ideal circumstance, who are in temporary accommodation. I know thousands of children who live with their parents in a one-bedroom apartment that they're renting. That's not an ideal situation either if they want a home and they're saving up for a home. Are they homeless too? It's temporary. Should we just re-establish them all as being homeless? Is everybody homeless that's not in an ideal situation or doesn't have a place they can call home? If you're renting an apartment and maybe next year you have to move out and you have to get another apartment because maybe your circumstances change or the landlord wants you to go out and you have to get another one. People rent all their lives. Some people rent. Are they homeless people? Are they now homeless? Even though they may be professionals and working full-time and you know, moving from apartment to apartment, which is not an ideal situation. They might like a house, but they just can't afford, you know, 350 grand or that maybe they just haven't saved. Should, are they homeless too? I mean, we've redefined the word homeless in this country. We really have. But anyway, I don't know why, by the way, this particular picture in the paper today is on Murphy's fault. We'll get to that in a second. It's shocking, it's shameful, and it's a disgrace, says Tony Walsh. The charity revealed last night that van loads of grub to feed those without permanent accommodation are running in uh, are running out in uh, an hour amid 35% surge in demand. Mr. Walsh urged the ministers to see a massive to see the massive queues of hungry families and kids for themselves. But he added, no, he hasn't ever come down. Ourselves and other charities deal with the homeless on a daily basis. I'd call on Minister Murphy to come out with us one night and just experience what we have to experience on a nightly basis. Well, when you're going to feed people, people are going to turn up. And not everybody who turns up, by the way, is homeless. I've heard those stories before, too. But anyway, uh, there is an argument, too. And in America, for example, they don't do this because they say it's enabling people to stay on the streets. Many people are outraged by the photographs of kids eating hot meals in the street and are calling on the government to act immediately. However, others say it is entirely the fault of the parents. And that in this day and age, with social welfare available to everybody and the same amounts to available to everybody, um, there should be no reason for families to be eating on the streets. Hmm. I would kind of agree with that. What do you think? Do you think this is the fault of Owen Murphy? That three kids... Did you see the picture of the paper? They're sitting at the GPO, at the edge of one of the pillars. One of them is in a buggy. One of them is beside them. They're all up to six years of age. And the other one is sitting kind of on the ground with a little plate of noodles and something else and fish fingers or whatever it is he's eating. Terrible. It's a shocking picture because I feel so sorry for the children. No child should ever be eaten on the streets. But is that the government's fault? Social welfare is available. Everybody can get it. There are other people out there in the same circumstances, maybe as this particular lady, and they're not out on the streets. Why not? Why are, they not, where are, they, why are their kids not eating on the streets? Is it a question of how we manage money, how people manage money, and the responsibility people take for their own children? And what time was the picture taken at? That's the interesting part as far as I'm concerned. If it was taken during the day, why weren't they in school? If it was taken in the evening, what were they doing out late at night? I'm not too sure what time the picture was taken at. But the picture is concerning on so many levels. But whose fault is it? They're blaming Owen Murphy. He should step down. It's his fault that three kids are eating their dinner 
outside the GPO, sitting on the street. Let me know what you think. Is this the government's fault that children, according, well, three children, according to the to Tony Walsh of Feed the Harbour Homeless, that people are eating hot meals on the streets from charity? Is that the government's fault? Let me know what you think. And the number, as usual, is 87 You can text, by the way. We have our new text software, so we read all your texts. Or you can WhatsApp us at 87 Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? I know, good evening. Stephen, did you see the picture? I did. I saw it on your Facebook. And yes, of course, it is a shocking photo. I mean, anyone, like, the, I mean, I'm a parent as well. You, you have to feel for the kids. But um, it is a shocking photo. And I'm sure whoever put it out knew it would have this reaction. Um, is the photo genuine was it staged? Unfortunately, I think you have to ask these questions. Because, we, because in the past, we have seen staged photographs. Absolutely, and it, it works. It, it gets media well, attention. Well, the Garda Station one is the classic example. It got the media attention, didn't it? Yeah, and I think that was, yeah, exactly. Kids in school, uniform, even go at that time, there were school holidays. But leaving that aside, I mean, I just did a quick calculation there. I tweeted it there. I think Helena has it if you want to retweet it. But um, 37,735 is um, what a lone parent with three kids to a school would get from the state every year between the various allowances and the half child benefit, fuel allowance, Christmas bonus, back to school, qualified child dependent, etc. Okay, that's, uh, for anybody who wants to see that, we've just put it up on, Helena's just putting it up onto Twitter there now, okay? So if you want to see that, Helena's going to put it up onto Twitter there now. So, so, I mean, that should be more than enough from the taxpayer to help people who are in need. Perhaps there's a break, been a breakdown in communication and if, a, if this is a genuine photo the person in question might not be aware of what is available from the state for her. Well, who is? Now, with the greatest respect, people who are in that situation, most people who are in that situation, are well aware of what's available for them. Many are. and So why? So why the charity should be, should, should be informing people of their rights rather than maybe posting things. So whose fault? I mean, Tony Walsh from Feed Your Homeless is calling on the minister to step down over this picture. Is it the minister's fault? I'm certainly no supporter of Finnegale. I think they have failed in housing, particularly in affordable housing. But no, I wouldn't put it down to his individual fault for this. We need to know more details. Um, the policies are in place. Money is in place. No one has to be homeless as in the street. As, as, as in, my definition of homeless is that you're on the street. You're impoverished, yes. Yeah, or you might have money, but you've nowhere to sleep. The, the state has provided... Um, and it's not ideal, the stuff in hotels, the hubs are better. Ideally, we need to have more and more homes built. But, I mean, if you work with the system, they will find you somewhere. It mightn't be ideal initially, and particularly if you're prepared to move outside Dublin. There are many properties available. But, but um, you believe sitting outside the GPO with your kids eating your dinner is completely unnecessary in this day and age? Is. I mean, no kid should have to go through that. I mean, one has to feel for the children. They're so young. They don't obviously realise what's been happening to them or what is happening to them, they may consider that normal, which is terrible. Mm. Um, I, I don't know the circumstance of the mother. I don't want to personalise it, but I can't see any parent doing that. I hope the picture was staged to make a point. And that's actually better, I think, than actually just doing that as it is and someone happened to go past and take the photo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm looking here. I mean, obviously those figures that you put up there, and it's interesting to see. So if you're a lone parent with three children just to point out, and uh, Stephen has kindly done this, 
um, you will get your loan parent allowance, which would be annually 10,556, a qualified child dependent, which is 5,304. Um, you will get back to school allowances if your children obviously are school going age of 300, a Christmas bonus, uh, which is 305. A uh, HAP per month? Well, it depends, of course, on what area you happen to be living in or registered yeah, as. That's based in Dublin because the picture takes in Dublin. Yeah, okay, which is 1,300 And it could actually month. be more. It could be more in reality because sometimes they add additional on to it. Okay, 15,600 per year. Um, fuel allowance, um, 28 weeks at 2250 per week, which is 630. And child benefit, 140, which for three children would be 5,040 per year, which comes to a total of 37,735. I can't see how somebody, no, I'm not saying they would live a lavish lifestyle on it, but I can't see how, you know, a mom and three kids can't survive on that or, you know, do okay. Yeah, no, it should be enough. That's what I'm saying. Maybe the person isn't aware of their entitlements. Maybe well, I, I, I find that, I find that, that difficult to believe that in so the, what, uh, in this day and age, in that circumstance, if you've got a single mum with three kids, that she wouldn't know her entitlements, and she might also be entitled to um, child maintenance from the father as well. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, when we see these pictures, you believe these kind of pictures can be, can be, I'm not saying in this instance, but can be staged. Um, and unfortunately, to yeah. obviously to get public attention. Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's my suspicious mind. Most of these photos are staged because they have the exact effect and that they get a lot of media coverage. People obviously, I mean, no one could not feel sorry for those children. Um, as, as a parent myself, even if you're not a parent, no young child has to be put through that. So the question is, we have to see why is that and what can be done to stop it? Well, certainly, OK, well, 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 hang on. Let me just go to Patrick as well. Patrick, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Patrick? Hey, now. Uh, Patrick, according to Stephen, he believes, now he's not saying this particular picture is staged, but it's a possibility, but there's no reason for somebody to be in this situation with three children eating on the streets. We, we don't know that. We may, we, she, she may be just have left an abusive relationship. She may have just, you know, found herself homeless. I've actually done these soup kitchens at the GPO on occasions, and there's nobody that chooses to go, go there if they, don't, if they don't need to. And normally, it's like that lady probably is living in a B&B, maybe left an abusive relationship. Nobody is there for the fun of it. Nobody puts their kids through that or puts themselves through that. Like, people feel an awful lot of shame and having to use it. You can see there's a lot of embarrassment by people kind of coming up. They're not very talkative. You know, there's an awful lot of people who are judgmental as well, which puts people off who maybe need to go to these services and don't. Yeah, but, but if, um, the, if the mother, you know, sadly was in an abusive relationship, for example, right, and had to leave, a very, you know, quickly leave an abusive relationship with her children, that's a very sad circumstance. And yes, one that we should have sympathy and empathy for. But how is that Minister Murphy's fault? Because well, you can only deal with these things as, as they happen. Yeah. I think in general terms, the disaster that we're seeing now with housing in this country, like this place... In the context of what Eamon Dunphy said before about Ireland being a kip, he's 100% right. This place is ran by landlords, for landlords. Well, I mean, but I, yeah, but in the context Ireland, of homelessness, Patrick, Ireland, you know, when you look at other countries in the world, and by the way, you're always going to have homelessness, always, right? Every yeah. Some of the best countries in the world and the richest countries in the world have homelessness, yeah. right? So you will always have people that fall through the cracks. You will always have people who are unskilled, find it difficult or vulnerable or can't get a job or whatever that must be. So there's always going to be those situations, right? And property prices do go up and down, you know, over they're cyclical, right? Over, you know, the next 20 years, they could go back down again. But the point is, you can't solve that problem. You can try your best to patch it for the time being and in the hope that society gets better and things come back the way they were again. And yes, we do need more houses. I'm not denying we need more social well, housing. Absolutely. 
No, what, they, what, what, what won't help people is GDP figures that, that the government continues to spell as fantastic and everything else. I, I live in Clondalk and I live in a working class area and there's people here screaming for housing. There is no social housing, barely none getting built in this state. You, you, you said this numerous times. Oh, you know, the, 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 there's no land in Dublin. The, the council are nearly giving away hundreds of acres of land to private developers who then give 10% of it back and not not give, they actually sell it for something like 300,000 euros a unit back to the to the council. So the council has land to build on. It won't have land that keeps giving away to private developers. This country is a kip. It's ran by sociopaths who are voted for by but they, but they have to. But there, ha- there has to be land. Yeah, but there has to be land given to private developers as well because people want no, to buy houses too. Let, let, no, and I do agree with affordable housing. Yeah, but let the private developers who were selling homes for three hundred and three hundred and fifty thousand euros buy land at the market rate. Let pri- let public land be used for private houses. There's a housing crisis at the moment. I earn an above average rate, uh, wage at the moment. I can't afford to buy a house because like, there's no way I'm ever. And where and where are you house. living now, Patrick? Where what, what's your circumstance? I live, I live I live in Clondalk. But what's your circumstance? Are you renting or? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, so... Well, I mean, how, how am I going to get £40,000 deposit? How yeah, but, but, but hang on, Patrick. Yeah but, there's a, yeah, but there's a lot of people in your situation, right? Yeah, I know. Who are renting, who can't afford a house. But I'm not hang, I know, hang on a second. Just because, just because somebody is renting and can't afford to buy a house at the moment doesn't mean the government are sociopaths. The government are sociopaths because they have more, they they claim to have money. We we continue to give land away that could be used for people. We have ten thousand people that don't have homes in this state. We have people who are sociopaths who don't care. But you're, you're almost suggesting that the state owes us something. You know, I mean, we state, we have a responsibility as well. No, the state's obligation is to provide a necessary standard of living to people. Absolutely, housing and uh, shelter. Uh, the government takes 49%. There's, there, but there's no, there's no provision in the Constitution for the state to provide, provide everybody a three-bedroom house. That's not in the Constitution anywhere. I, I, think, I think it's the basis of, of any kind of modern, social, liberal government in Europe that you should provide social housing for our citizens. We don't bother We, we, should, we, should, pro- we should provide social and affordable Absolutely. and shared ownership but housing. But, ha- but hang on. That's why we see people eating at the GPO. That's why we see people sleeping on the streets. That's why we p- see people being found homeless because landlords are pulling the rug from under them. Okay, well, Stephen, what do you want to say about what Patrick has said? Has he got a point? I mean, is the minister making a complete bollocks of this altogether? I mean, over the last couple of years since he's taken over, he's had now nearly, what, two years now? Two years, actually, the next month. Yeah, and we've also had um, previous ministers having me there that long. Because I wouldn't disagree with everything he said. I think a key point I think we will both agree on is that public land should be used for affordable housing. Um, right. That in itself would allow people who are working to get their own houses. They then wouldn't be in the rental sector, which would then re- uh, reduce the pressure on rents, which would benefit everybody. We'll always have people who probably need some form of rent assistance. We'll need people to have a certain form of social housing. But I think the biggest... But the population is increasing, Stephen. The population yes, is. is increasing at a rapid rate. Well, I was going to say, the biggest thing we need is affordable housing for people who are working in the ages of 20 up to 60 need to be able to afford a house that they can... That, that, that they can and it's called affordable housing that they can get by themselves. Most people want to buy a house, and then, after, and then as they, they progress through their life, they can sell us an upgrade. At the moment, the problem is we do not have enough housing stock, and I certainly wouldn't blame landlords. I mean, the vast majority of landlords only have one or two properties anyway, unlike, say, most of Western Europe, 
where they tend to have institutional landlords like pension funds who will look at the long term of 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And landlords, well, it might be popular to say, they do have a lot of red tape and taxes they have to pay. And a lot of them are just getting out of it because there's too much happening. Yeah, well, I, well, I don't so always want to see landlords as being painted as these evil people with capes and hats on them because most not. landlords are not. And most landlords are losing money, by the way. You know, the, the small private landlords. We're not talking about the larger vulture funds. But say there for a second, please, Patrick and Stephen. Let me go to Carl. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carl? Uh, Carl, nice to speak to you. Carl, I mean, th- this picture that's doing the rounds today, you know, of three children sitting outside the GPO eating their dinner, it's an un- unacceptable circumstance for three children to be in that situation, isn't it? Well, it certainly would naturally upset anyone who has uh, even an ounce, of compassion, an ounce of compassion for their fellow man or woman. Um, it's very harrowing to think that we live in a very advanced society and that things like this occur. I think for a lot of people, we say to ourselves, and we take comfort in the fact that kind of thing doesn't occur anymore. But I also think that there's always something behind the pictures that we see that we'd never get to really find out. So when I see a woman with kids uh, and, and a situation like that, I obviously think that we need an intervention right then and then to alleviate whatever's going on, make sure they're fed, sheltered. But I also have a huge curiosity about the person's backstory. I have a huge curiosity about how they got to that point. And I'm not casting blame, but I'm also not saying that everything in a person's life is beyond their control. And I also have a huge curiosity for the dad of those children, because one thing I think that does happen is women carry the can so often when it comes to children. And it's a society we're so forgiving with the deadbeat dads who renege their responsibilities and who don't provide. I'd like to know about those people. So you you believe that there's a level in a lot of cases there's a and we don't know about this particular case but there's a level of personal responsibility that's being reneged on. Yes, and what we do know is that single parent families have higher levels of poverty. Uh, so th- that's because quite often the other parent, whoever the parent is, who's not there, is uh, is not offering as much financial support as they ought to be. And I think that we should stop accepting that. I think that. I mean, we need but, but yeah, but hang on. But Stephen has just pointed out uh, and worked it out quite well in a graph here, and I have it up on my Twitter account at the moment. That as a lone parent with three children, if that's what we assume that it is, right? And I can only mm-hmm. assume that because uh, what father would leave his his wife and three kids in that position, right? But anyway, guys, as a lone parent with three children, three young children, um, she would be entitled to including benefits thirty seven thousand seven hundred thirty five euro per year. Yeah, that's without a medical card, by the way. Yeah, and so then. So where? So where? Where is that? Why are three children sitting eating their dinner at the side of the street? If that's what the government provide, it could be a case that there are things at play that we don't know about. The parent could be an addict. They could have recently lost a home, and they do have this money, but they can't afford rent. They could have uh, turned down a home and been hoping for something better, and that fell through. I also think that if it's a case that people aren't working. that we, we need to, to start thinking about a couple of things, such as if someone is long-term unemployed uh, and they, you know, they're not going to be working, I don't know why we should keep them, say, in the city centre when we should be housing families where people are large families and are working. Well, pa- Patrick, is, Patrick is suggesting there that, you know, he can't get a house at the moment. He lives in Clondalkin. Yeah, and, and I think... And he's Patrick, renting. Patrick would be no, naturally I frustrated. I, I can't afford him. I can't afford him because I'd have to save up 10% deposit, which I do agree with. But there has to be some sort of middle ground for people who are stuck in the middle, who earn too much, but then can't afford to get a deposit up, and can't. And you have to—it's three and a half times your salary. 
the governments are basing the recovery on a private solution to housing. They just keep yeah, building private true. housing. And what it does is it puts up the... It absolutely is proof. They're not building I'm, I'm social housing. That's incorrect. I'm sorry, they are. How many if, houses if did they build last year? How many social units did they buy la- build last year? Okay, well, well, ha- well, hang, well, hang on, Patrick. Carl, you're saying that's not true. Why is it not true? In 2015, they built 50 social houses. So don't tell me that they're building social housing because they ain't. Okay. Um, okay. Well, well, okay. Well, let, let him just respond to that point because I think it's an important point. So hang on, Patrick. A lot, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that if the government don't actually set the bricks in place and do the carpentry, that social houses aren't being built. Social housing comes from several different uh, sources. It comes from local authorities buying homes, which they do a lot of. In fact, they're competing against first-time buyers in the private market all over Dublin, and that I think is wrong. Uh, they build houses themselves, which you've just mentioned, and the numbers on that are quite low. Uh, they would take on derelict properties. They would have 130,000 of their own homes, which they mismanage horribly. Uh, they're the largest landlord in the, in the country. And they also then would have things like Part 5, where when a development is made, that they get a certain number of those homes. I, so, I assume a lot of council housing that people are currently renting who may pass away, for example, on a daily basis, you know, I'm assuming they come back on the market for other people to use. Not necessarily. In fact, people can inherit a tenancy. And that's a huge mistake because in, our, in Dublin at the moment, where the housing crisis is the worst, across the four Dublin councils, there's 5,000 homes, okay? But there's 800 people homes, die every year. Which is day, every day. Like all of where one person is occupying a two, three, and four-bedroom home on their own, while at the same time, you've got people where there's four and five people living in a one-bed. One of the issues with council housing is you cannot be asked to actually move to an appropriate-sized home. So you can just keep staying in a four-bed on your own because the price is the same because the way the rents work, whether you're in a one-bed or a four-bed or a five-bed, it's based on your income, which if your income is welfare, means that you're paying shagall and you're occupying this huge house that we need for other people. And I think that's wrong. It's a fair point, Patrick, isn't it? And I know of people who are living, I know of one guy who was 22 years of age, who was living in a five-bedroom house in Ring's End. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, his sisters and his mother and father passed away and his sisters and brothers had got older and moved out themselves and he was living there on his own for years. I listen, I wouldn't say there isn't individual cases I need looked at, but he's saying that the government is, is building social housing. Like I said, he built 50 in 2015. This is why I don't like Don Murphy. When he took the job, a person confronted him in the streets about it. And they only built 200 in 2017. And what he said to that gentleman who confronted him about the lack of housing getting built is, we're building four times the amount of social housing this year than we did wow. in 2015. The chap had no answer, but if we look in the devil of the detail, the bullshit known Murphy was actually compared and then building four times, which was 50 houses which he neglected to say. They're con artists and they're absolute sociopaths. And that's what people in this state have to get around their head. Noel, you wow. say about the population growing. We live in Ireland. Let me just make this point. Let me just make this point. We live in Ireland. We have the biggest amount of expats or, uh, you know, migrants or whatever you want to uh, put it, of people from Ireland who live abroad. There's no country on the earth with more people from a country who live outside the country. Yeah. yeah. So let's not get one about people coming in. 19% of the Irish population don't live in Ireland. Now, I know 18% of the state is immigrants that have come in and um, they're welcome to come in. So let's not this this bull. It's only half a million people migrating. No, nobody says people aren't welcome to come into the state. Anybody wants to come into the state is quite welcome as long as they're willing to, to contribute to the economy but we don't need people coming into the state who are not working and are unskilled 
it's a false equivalency. It's a false equivalency to, 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 to make the point about people coming into the state when something like half a million people left after. Well, no, that's not, it's not. We we, we we depend on people leaving Ireland. An economy like Ireland and a country like Ireland depends on people leaving the country because we couldn't afford it. We couldn't. Well, certainly maybe now because the population and the birth rate is lower. But certainly if you go back 20, 30 years ago, we couldn't have sustained the amount of people that were being born in this country. So we're kind of glad they all went, or many yeah, of them, or many just, of them went. But it just as amount of per, per capita of our population have left the state and have come in. That's so that's not an excuse for the lack of housing in the state. Let's not absolve the powerful no. of the. For, let's not blame the powerless for the crimes of the okay, powerful. Okay, well, 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 okay, Steve. So hang on, hang on, Carl and Patrick. Steve wants to say something. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, no, I just want to actually, well, going back a while. There's one thing I want to pull you up on when you said the government gives them this money. It's actually the taxpayer. People sometimes think the government's money like grows on trees. It's actually us, the people who work, contributors. But just going back to the numbers they were talking about, I actually um, got them here while you were talking. Last year, or 2018, there was 4,251 new bill social houses, 2,000 provided by local authorities, 1,300 by approved housing bodies. And that was double the previous year, 2,200. They are improving. The problem is it's not enough. And it probably will never be enough um, unless there's a, that there's a huge increase. I think the big thing, as I mentioned earlier, is the lack of affordable housing because there's so many other so-called squeeze middle who don't qualify for social housing. Social housing should only be 5 to 7% of housing. It's the, it's the people in the middle who are working, who are earning, but they cannot afford it. But, if, but you take the 10,000 people who are in temporary accommodation. The 10,000 people who are in temporary accommodation, affordable housing is no good to them. No, because they, could, they couldn't afford that anyway. So they're looking for social housing. Sorry, Carl, you wanted to say something. No, this is what I'm trying to say. The one thing I did want to say is that that idea that there was 51 council houses built, again, that's nonsense. The figure just quoted by the other gentleman there is the correct housing government statistic, and it is the factual and correct one. So there's over, there was over 4,000 houses built last year? In social housing so Because they use also things like uh, housing bodies, which provide social and affordable housing. But if I want to make the point that when you look at our population, the population of Ireland in 1840 was 9 million and then it dropped catastrophically and we had an overhang of houses and we still had homelessness and we still had tenements even then. So population and housing is not always as closely linked as people say. There's also a, a, very, um, a very distinct issue when it comes to social housing that we have got to start using what we have effectively or else it won't, it won't house the number of people there's 12,000 void rooms every single night in Dublin social housing, which are, are unused because of mismanagement. And that could house all the homeless people. If so we so well, then, well, then, well, then, well, then whose fault is that? If it is a case of mismanagement and not, as maybe Patrick suggested, that we're not building enough houses, that if we managed what we had properly, we could house a lot more people, let's say, for example. Who do you blame for that, Carl? Well, it's uh, it's partly the people living in the local authority homes who would never countenance moving. It's partly society who won't have that conversation. It's easy to blame government, but it's actually everybody else, is what my view is. No. So, in other words, what you're saying is people living in certain places who don't need to be living there, uh, people who are demanding houses in certain areas when they don't need to be there and they're not willing to move a little bit further out to provide, a, you know, to, to allow for that. Councillors who will defend that behaviour, a society who believes that state property is affecting your, your line is very bad there, Carl. Just move your phone. Right, it, 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 it's almost everybody. Like, yeah. Just saying, oh, it's the government. It's not. It's everybody. It's everybody who doesn't want to have higher property tax or build more social houses. It's everybody who says, you know, well, I'm all right, Bob, so don't worry about that. Or they want to stay in a house that is a four-bed on their own. You know, that sort of stuff, 
No. People don't have to defend that. Well, 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 let, well, let me put that back to Patrick again, because, Patrick, you know, it's really easy to blame the government, you know, and yes, there are civil servants involved and people who work in the councils involved who are maybe mismanaging to some extent as well. But there is a, also a level of personal responsibility, Patrick, that we talked about a few minutes ago, people living in four-bedroom houses on their own. You've also got people who are refusing housing because they want to live near their own. You've also got people who are living in a city who don't need to be living in a city who are probably never going to work in their lives, you know, and those houses could be sold in the private sector to the professionals living in the city, the state, and the, again, could make more money out of that. So in saying that, there's a huge problem. That's everybody's problem. It's society's problem. It's not just the government's. The people have a personal responsibility too. I, I, th- I think you're too quick, uh, like with everything else, Noel, you're, you're very quick to blame the powerless for the crimes of the powerful. I think we're ran by sociopaths who have no will to solve this crisis. Well, you've called them sociopaths about seven times tonight. I get that. Is what they are. Niall, we have a surplus of a hundred. We're one of the few states in the world who have a surplus, but we have a, we have hundreds of people. But you are not. But, you, but, but, but I, I'm listening to you, Patrick. But I, I'm listening to you, right? But you haven't once blamed anybody but the government. You're giving no personal responsibility to people. None. Uh, you, you may be able to cut some of the crust with some people, obviously. And there is a case like that. And absolutely, one person shouldn't be living in a four-bedroom house. That, that needs to be looked at, absolutely. But I think too often on this show and everyone else, they want to look at the little, bo- little oh, look at him, he's a four... The, the will is not there from the people. That The responsibility of housing, the health, the fact that, that this government robs nearly 49% of my salary, a good chunk of it, and I still have to pay 60 euros to go to see a doctor because they're absolute morons. The only thing that keeps this place afloat is the foreign investment because we have a low tax rate. Everything else in this state is an absolute shambles. And it's the same with housing, and we should never let them forget. The people who vote for them are sociopaths because they read the newspapers and here to see the trolley lines getting longer and the homeless problem getting worse. People in Dublin 4 don't give a shit about because they look after their interests. They're a government of landlords and they're a government of the middle class. They don't give a shit, people like me. They don't give a shit about that poor woman at the GPO with our kids. They don't care. That's the thing people like yourself need to hammer home to everybody. Don't care about the small little instance where someone, one person is maybe taking up a four-bedroom house. They're not the problem. Well, they, they would slightly maybe alleviate the problem, but I'm not going to focus on that. You're, you're letting the powerful off for the crimes. Okay, well, well, well Carl, are you letting the powerful off for the crimes they're committing? I've lost Carl there. Sorry, Stephen, are you yeah, letting I mean, the powerful off? Yeah, no, I just want to say, I actually agree with what Carl says, I mean, in that when you get, um, if you are lucky enough to get a social house, you have it for life. In a lot of other countries, I think we should look at it here, where every five years it's, it's, it's revised. And, and to see people's circumstances, for, as you were saying, four, um, a four-bedroom house with one person, two people living. Oh, yeah, well, in I don't it, want to focus just on that. Well, that's only one no, part of the problem. Have, yeah, no, I know. I do agree with Patrick. Let's not just focus on that one problem. No, I'm not, there are loads I'm, of problems. And I mentioned before, and I know this sounds like a pathetic, you know, reasoning, but we have twenty-five thousand people living in the city centre who are in social housing in the city centre. Like, if you take Dublin, like London, like Paris, like every other city, it should be a hub uh, of commerce. It should be a hub of shopping and retailers and everything. That's what a city is all about. It should be thriving, right? And they don't need to be there. The majority of those people are not in employment in the city centre. So if they, I would rather them rather be in a little kip, for example, if they're in a little two-bedroom kip with three kids. I would rather give them a lovely nice house out in Leacham or Kildare or Port Leash or somewhere like that. I would rather have them in a nice housing estate if we had the infrastructures for them out there. I would rather do that. But the problem is they won't take it. They don't want to go from the city. I agree. That's what I was trying to get to was saying that if someone who gets a social house, their, their circumstances should be reviewed every five years. If they have never worked, absolutely right. They, 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 the, houses that, the housing stock 
for the big cities, the employment areas should be for people who are working. And we also have people earning 100k a year, TDs, who are still in a social house. Because well, oh, no yeah, we know of one. Tab. We know of one out in Bray, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's a few from the same party as well. He's not, he's not the only one. I mean, that's crazy. Once you earn above a certain amount, you should be asked to find, given the time... And to, to find fund your own, own home, yes. Yeah, I mean, what level do we have? I mean, 100k a year is more than... Is, is, I mean, some, you, have to, you can't earn more than 30-odd thousand a year to qualify for a social house, so why should someone earning three times that amount still be entitled to it? OK, well, we'll just stay there for a second, because I want to go to Sean as well. Sean, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sean? Hey, nice, how are you? Good. Sean, I mean, you've heard Patrick. He's called the government sociopaths on so many occasions here. Is he right? Is this Owen Murphy's fault? According to Tony Walsh from Feel Our Homeless, it is Owen Murphy's fault that, you know, these kids are eating on the street and these kind of situations are happening. No, I don't think it is. I think um, social housing is more so a thing. It's Social housing isn't really what we, what, what we should be focusing on. I think uh, taxes are uh, taxes and government spending are really the two things that we should be focusing on. Um, I think, like for example, you know, cutting taxes for um, landlords and workers and things like that would really help to boost um, get those people off the streets in the first place. Right. Okay. And how do you think that would help? Well, it would help because it would have more money in. Uh, do you think the landlords like would that. cut the prices if you cut the taxes? I don't think they would. I, th- I, I think they would. I think they would because I mean, think about it. If it, it depends on the size of the landlord, really. I mean, if you have a, like a huge corporate landlord who owns, you know, four or five properties, and you know, I think I think the only way to get landlords to cut prices is to reduce the demand. That's the only way, probably, to get the landlords to cut the prices. If there's no demand, they're going to have to reduce the price. And yeah. my idea of reducing the demand is moving more people out of the city. That frees up more in the housing market in the city, which means the prices in the city would automatically go down. Uh, they would. But um, the problem with that is, you know, obviously the cities are the places where young people want to go because, you know, there's infrastructure there, there's, uh, there's jobs there, there's nightlife there, there's things like that. Yeah, but the majority yeah. of people who are working in the city, sadly, are not living in the city. They're living in, she had one girl on the air here, her husband worked in Kulak, and she was living in Wexford. He had to drive up and down every day because they couldn't afford to live in Dublin. Like maybe places like, I mean, maybe some of the smaller city counties like Limerick or mm-hmm. or Galway or Cork would probably uh, help alleviate the demand because, you know, as one of the callers said, most a lot of the population, large percent of the population of Ireland live in Dublin. And so this is this is the biggest part of the problem, isn't it? Because over the last one hundred years of this country, we have focused like this radio station because the way we're licensed in four parts of the country: Dublin, Limerick, Cork, and Galway. And, okay, we've got a lot of other towns and villages which with smaller populations, but there's 70% of your population, roughly, in those four areas. And this is a huge problem for us. Yeah, it really is. But um, I think maybe the Ireland 2040 plan would actually help with this, with uh, you know, things like infrastructure for rural counties, because that would incentivise younger people maybe. Didn't Bertie try all this, decentralisation? Do you remember that plan? That, that yeah. fell on its hole. Um, they they work this. They move the civil servants, uh, a lot of the public sector workers, out of the city. Remember the kind of tax offices and you know car tax office and decentralisation. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the decentralisation. But just didn't really work. Yeah, they were hoping to move families out of the city. You know, they they obviously paid a lot of people remuneration to move out. But and the whole idea was that obviously the generations of these families would grow up outside the city and create, I suppose, new towns and new infrastructures. But it just didn't work. People just gravitated back to Dublin again, back to Cork again. I'm thinking maybe like at, I was, I've been thinking about this plan for a while. I was thinking maybe like a tax cut for going to the rural counties, like like taxes in kind of more rural counties or smaller city counties would probably be. Um, mm, that's a bad idea. You know, helpful. Like 
But before example, before you move people out, you got to provide transport. You got to provide schools, doctors. You know, I mean, for example, like if you move to let's say if you moved from Dublin to Leitrim, you know, Clare, or something, <laughs> you know, for example, then your taxes would be cut by five percent, we'd say, on income tax. Right. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. That's. I mean, there, there's not a bad idea, Patrick, which is almost like a federal state, I suppose, and somewhat, uh, that, you know, once you move, move outside Dublin, you have all these states rather than counties. We call them counties, obviously, the American yeah, state. Yeah. And each county uh, has its own tax office or its own taxes. And, you know, depending on the county you live in, it would have lower taxes. So which would encourage people to move out to the lower tax counties. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a brother who lives in Tipperary who pays 120 euros a week for his, his two-bedroom apartment with his son. You know, rent is, is low in the in the country. It, it, the problem, obviously, in the sea is that the supply doesn't meet demand, and that's what's causing the, the high well, price. Well, then, that's wouldn't that be a terrible. wonderful idea? I think I think Sean has, is a kind of onto something there. It would be very like a federal government. It would be up to each individual council to charge taxes. That's the way they do it in the States. They have these local uh, tax counties or whatever it is, codes. So they all charge their own tax rates, depending on the county you live in. The, the, pro- the problem for people in Dublin, like you, you've made this point that why can't say the single mothers who are torn in houses in a certain area, why don't they live down the country? The problem is a lot of them don't drive. You know, insurance costs an arm and a leg. Like if a single mother goes to get a, you know, she was offered a house in Kildare, a maid, but needs a car obviously to be able to live. Like you, you try and get a quote for insurance. This. Again, this yeah, but I tell you, if she was living, if, if she's living outside the city, she'll have a lot more disposable income and she might be able to afford a car. She won't be able to afford to live in Dublin probably. No one can afford no 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 single mother can afford three thousand euros a year. Ah, stop! But there's loads of single mothers have cars, Patrick. But just stop it. You need a car to. There's loads of them have cars. Are you suggesting to me that single mothers don't have cars? There's loads of single mothers with cars. Listen, I'm telling you, most don't in Dublin. Yes, they do. Most single mothers I know don't drive, don't have cars. That's that's the the truth of it. So if you if you're saying someone to live outside there, there are you a socialist, Patrick? I'm very much left wing, yes. I, I can't attack you on Twitter. You might know me. <laughs> <laughs> but are you a socialist? Do you, are you consider yourself I, a socialist? I, I'd be a social democrat. I, I would look to like the Scandinavia and say that's what we should be aiming for. But again, we're ran by sociopaths. But, but, yeah, but, Sc- but Scandinavia is not really a socialist society. No, it's, it's a social democratic society. Absolutely, it's a left wing social. I mean, you, they, you don't like, want to like, be like Venezuela, do you? No, it's kind of a well, Venezuela's is in the ship because it goes to you. Well, no, because of socialism, like, because all the big no. all big business moved out of it, because all the millionaires no. left. No, well, Venezuela went down the ship because the price of barrel oil went down to $25 a barrel because yeah, Saudi Arabia overproduced oil to drive down price to strangle them. So yeah, there's, there's, there's this idea of socialism, I mean, I'm not going to get into a whole socialism topic tonight, but it doesn't work, Patrick. It just doesn't so, work. Well, I, I, Are you I anti-capitalist think, as well? No, 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 no. I'm very much private sector. I work in the private sector and I earn a good wage and I'm happy with it. But what I also want, I want to see my taxes go to the betterment of the people. That's what well, I, I think want everybody wants that. Well, everybody well, wants we, that. We, we, we're, we're, we have oil, we have gas, we have everything else. Our corrupt politicians change the, the laws that you, you don't well, pay 25% tax and then you could claim expenses going back to quarter of a century, so at least they pay no tax. Again, we're ran by soci- self-serving sociopaths and that's what we don't have. What yeah, we you just have. love that word, Patrick, don't you? Love, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, hang, well, hang on, because, sorry, Sean, you want to say something to Patrick yeah, there? Go yeah, on, yeah, the lower the taxes are on businesses, the more biz- the more business you have, the more jobs you have, the more you know investment you we have. have. Businesses move here. Yeah. Like they'll, we have you know, one of the lowest jobs. corporation taxes on the planet. I don't know what you're talking about. That businesses are overtaxed. No, we do, we do, and yeah. uh, honestly, honestly, I don't think we should have a corporation tax at all. 
Yeah. Well, you, you take the Ireland 2040 uh, plan seriously, so I think you showed your hand at the start of the call. No, well, I mean, no, no, no the, point, the point you mentioned was, you know, to abolish corporate ta- or corporation tax would be actually not a bad idea because you would encourage well, more business into the country. Because realistically, they are paying taxes anyway, because they, all their staff pay, are paying taxes. Well, the real tax rate on, on uh, for foreign companies isn't actually the 12.5%. They pay something like 4 or 5%. So they pay virtually nothing anyway. That, low taxes uh, isn't the problem. Why would you stop out of that? They said, I mean, you take Apple, for example. They ran all their money to Ireland last year. Yes, they paid very low rates of tax. But at the end of the day, we still got about 500 million. Wait, hold on. We still got 500 million off them. No, no, listen, that's, that's, I, 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 I understand that. I'm not, I'm not, but what he's saying is we should abolish it altogether. And on, to, and on top of that, on top of that, you encourage them into the country. They employ six thousand people alone. Take Apple for example. Employ six thousand people alone. They're all paying PAYE, PRSI, employers tax, uh, PRSI. I'm not arguing against that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I know so, people that work for Google. Fantastic. That's not what I'm saying. He's saying we should they should pay zero tax. I think that's bullshit. Well, it might we, encourage, it might, problem, it, well, it might encourage more of them. Business tax. We have the lowest business tax in the world, and we have a pleb coming on saying that we should we should. The problem so is, what, is Sean is a pleb. I think Sean's coming up with some good ideas. To be honest with you, <laughs> no, I don't think shit. To be honest, okay, I guess uh, he's not a socialist. Sorry, right, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah. I, yeah. The, as far as food goes, like you know, the family in the picture. I mean, if you. I don't think food is really as expensive. It's not really that that expensive these days. I mean, if you went to Aldi, for example, you know, it's it's a very cheap supermarket. You know, I think if you have any level of income at all, you could you could really just you could feed eat. yourself or yeah. you know feed your family. Even. Sorry, Stephen, you want to say something before we go into the break? There, sorry. Yeah, no, I just um, I forgot. She, she forgot what I wanted to say originally. But one thing there in the corporation tax, which is totally wrong. If you look at the, the amount we take in corporation tax per capita, it's about €2,000 per person. That's double what it is in the UK and Germany. What they get in a corporation tax, regardless of, sorry, regarding their size of population. So to say that co- companies do not contribute is actually nonsense. They contribute twice the level here as they do in the UK and Germany, and for that matter, most other EU countries. No, no. What I, I didn't say they didn't co- co- contribute. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is we did, the problem with Ireland isn't, isn't business tax. We have one of the lowest corporation taxes on the planet. That, that shouldn't even be up for discussion with too much business tax. I understand they can't, one, every one, I think it's one in six tax euros that we get is from foreign corporations. So I didn't say they don't contribute. I know they do. But it, the problem isn't low corporation tax. We have the lowest corporation tax rate on the planet. So that's what I'm saying. He's an idiot for making that an issue. It isn't an issue. Dude, not an idiot. Thank you very much. You call no, me an not, idiot. I'm not an idiot. No, I think, I, think, I think he was referring to Sean, who he called a pleb a few minutes ago as well. <laughs> all right, listen, lads. Well, well, hang on for a second, but all of you, I have to take a break. A break. A break. A break. Uh, somebody says, can you ask that knobhead to stop saying sociopath? And a person said, um, uh, I'm trying to get back in. Oh, that was you, Stephen, trying to get back into the conversation. It's a huge problem uh, for you, Boylan. Hang on. Move to Dublin to feckin', move all of Dublin to feckin' Leitrim and leave all the immigrants in Dublin. You F off to Leitrim. A person says, now the money that guy is talking about getting uh, HAP, etc., and getting money uh, from the father, if the father doesn't pay anything, it's stopped uh, from the welfare being given uh, to the recipient. And when he stops paying, uh, the woman still has to pay the rent out of her own welfare, so not as... uh, I I I understand the point you're making. Uh, A lot of fathers will pay cash, by the way, which doesn't affect their welfare. And also, she can receive maintenance and work up to 20 hours and still get HAP. Because HAP is dependent on your income, so it's a percentage of your income. So if she was earning money, for example, it would be based on a percentage of her income. So people still get HAP. Just because you start a job or because you get maintenance from a father doesn't mean you're not entitled to HAP. You still are entitled to it. Good evening, Niall. How are you? Good, Nigel. You sound angry. You haven't even started yet. (laughs) I'm not angry. I always sound like this. 
<laughs> um, okay, go on. Um, no, I just want to, to pick up on the, 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 the points that was being issued or raised about um, money and uh, allowances and that that's being paid to people. Um, like, you know, if a, a woman who's a single parent, if she does take the uh, father of the children to, to court and they're awarded uh, X amount of money, that money is then stopped out of her uh, rent allowance uh, or HAP, whatever she might be on. If he pays for a week or two weeks and then decides to stop again, she still has to make the shortfall up out of her welfare money, whatever she's been... He should uh, be jailed if he does that, but go on, yeah? But, yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I, I fully agree with you. And I, I, I've said for years, Niall, that the... the Money should be stopped at source um, mm-hmm. on on these people because the the amount of taxpayers' money that's wasted going back and forth to court is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. But um, so you know, all isn't black and white um, in, in 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 the world we live in, and uh, people do f- fall short of monies and they struggle to try and make ends meet, etc. Um, but nobody's going to get turfed out of a council house. No, that's not what I'm saying. Unless it's misbehaviour. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. people that are receiving rent allowance and the half scale. I, I think the rent allowance is nearly gone now. That's been abolished almost completely now, hasn't it? Yeah, but there's still people getting it. Yeah, um, yeah. It hasn't disappeared completely. But even on the half scheme, Niall, I mean, um, you know... Well, the HAP scheme is a fairer system because, A, it goes straight to the landlord. So then we don't have the hassles of landlords not getting paid in most cases, although it still does happen to some extent. And, B, if a person, you know, betters their circumstances and earns more money, well, then the state doesn't have to provide as much. So it's a a fairer system. Yeah, no, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, like, if if this individual decides not to pay what he's supposed to be paying uh, according to the courts... Uh, the, the recipient of the, the welfare still ends up trying to, to make up the shortfall mm-hmm. to pay pay the rent that uh, he's not paying. Um, you know, so it's not kind of black and white. And also on your other point, um, you know, moving people out of Dublin. I live in County Mead. Um, what part of me the end can you tell me? I'm in Summerhill. All right, okay. Um, I, I was out in, in a place called Kildalki, which is like the place that time forgot. Um, and I hope the people, I hope the people that live there don't um, take offence. But I mean, there's I think, nothing I in think, it. I think they will. But I'll go on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's nothing in it, Niall. You know, well, no, um, I'm, I'm no doubt there are a lot of towns and places around this country that don't have a proper infrastructure, don't have schools, don't have, you know, availability of doctors and libraries or whatever it no, happens you, to be. You don't, and you, don't, you don't have, like, I had no access to, to the doctor unless I travelled. I had no way of getting a prescription unless I travelled. I had to go, to, like, down to the to trim and um, mm. that to go to the chemist or to go to the doctor. Um, the doctor won't call out to... to uh, yeah, but you'd probably buy a house. How much would you buy a house out there for? Probably nothing. Niall, if you gave me one for nothing, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> you said you didn't want to insult the people there. You just have, but you'd probably get a three-bedroom house um, there for a hundred grand, would you? No, you wouldn't. There was a two-bedroom um, house sold there a week or so ago, uh, one hundred and seventy. For um, a two-bedroom house in the place you're just telling me about with nothing around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy side yeah. trim, right? Okay. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be paying that. It's between Trim and that boy. Yeah. But, but I, um, I wouldn't like, be. It must be a bloody big two-bedroom house because I wouldn't be paying that for a two-bedroom house in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's, you know, that's what, once you're in... I mean, I, d- I don't know if you're not familiar here. with Dublin, but I happened to be looking on Daft last night at some of the, the... And there is kips, and I mean kips, and I think Patrick will verify this, kips that you wouldn't, you wouldn't let a dog live in for mm. 270,000. I know, yeah. You know, I mean, it is disgusting what's going on at the moment, you know? It is. Like, I mean, I, today I was looking at a, a, a thing um, somebody posted on Facebook about a, a place over, I think it was Rat Mines or somewhere around Dublin 6, and it was literally a room with a bed facing the cooker and mm-hmm. the kitchen sink, and there wasn't enough room, like, to change your mind. Um, <laughs> so... You know, and, but, okay, and, and I do understand. I do understand what you're saying, right? And it's not the ideal situation. And and what Sean was saying, I think, is not a bad idea. But you would need a long term plan. Okay, this kind of but, changing but now, Ireland. The, the reality is that there isn't enough social housing for people that's on the waiting list. And it doesn't matter that you know the, the councils are are going out and they're purchasing a couple of houses here and a couple of houses there and. They're not fulfilling the requirement to alleviate the, the, the problem that we do yeah, but, that, but Yeah, but Nigel, that costs money. And I know but Patrick the, will tell us they're sociopaths and they're not spending our money wisely. But, you know, that money is taxpayers' money. And it, th- there's a limit to what they have. I'm not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not flying their flag. I'm not a fan of Fida Gale. I think they're all idiots, right? But I'm, but I'm just saying there's a limit to what they can purchase and how many they can purchase. I, I understand that. But the, the, the fact is that enough isn't being done and the amount of money that we're, we're um, spending on the likes of emergency accommodation etc oh it's ridiculous I mean, 20, 25 million in Dublin alone in one month yeah because like these places are bumping up their prices um, knowing that the government will fill them absolutely you know so I mean it's, it's welcome to rip off Ireland all over again um, okay sorry Patrick have you anything to say to Nigel there uh you no, probably, I mean, probably got to agree with everything you said. Really, I, I do agree with a lot of it, yeah. I, one thing that I think a lot of people miss as well is the fact that people can buy social housing is a joke as well. Nobody should be able to purchase a social a housing unit. I know people have bought them for €90,000 and then when the Celtic Tiger Days came along, sold it for 300000 Mm-hmm. They shouldn't social housing units should not be both for private sale. I'm guilty. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it shouldn't be because then I'd be a hypocrite. I my father obviously bought his for sixteen hundred off uh, Dublin Corporation. It would have been way back in the eighties. And uh, I inherited it with my sister and we sold it uh, well it was after the Celtic Tiger, it was only four years ago. Uh, when prices sadly had gone down a bit. But we did sell it and got a good price I mean, for it. Yeah, listen, I, I wish my father bought ours, you know, and that, that we, we, we would have something left of us. But I still believe in principle it shouldn't happen. Oh, no, you know, you're right. You're right. It probably, in principle it shouldn't happen. I'm kind of glad because I did okay out of it. But yeah, yeah you're no. right. Yeah, yeah but uh, it, look, if, if, you, if, you can, if the councils continue to sell the, the assets that they have, well, that's they can't we manage end up them. back in the situation that we're in at I the know, moment. But the, yeah, but the reason, they did, the reason that Dublin Corporation did that back in the 80s and sold it to everybody at market value from the day they rented it, which was 1,600 quid in my father's case, was because they had too many, they're, they're too big of a housing stock and they couldn't manage mm. them. The, the yeah, maintenance costs were out to the ceiling. But, yeah, but I mean, now we're in a situation where we haven't got enough houses. And incidentally, there's um, an estate down here, a council estate down here, and there's about six or seven empty houses and have been empty for the last five or six years mm-hmm. um, because of uh, uh, pyrite, uh, pyrite uh, oh, geez, problems. Yeah. 
So that's, yeah. that, that is usual. But say they're both because I want to go to Nigel before I wrap this up. Sorry, Nigel. Or not Nigel. Rory, you're on Classic Hits. Sorry, Rory. I know. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of this could be uh, helped if the government were able to move quicker and had a little bit more imagination. I mean, ever since, in the 60s, they built Ballymun. Uh, because they thought that was going to be the the absolute thing that would take uh, give people apartments in you know in when it turned out to be a disaster, mm-hmm. and then and then they moved everybody from uh, Ballymunna. They tried to move them out. They created towns like uh, I mean, Tala was originally a, a town where what that was uh, had a lot of uh, social housing. It didn't do too badly. I mean, everybody gives out about Tala, but there's some lovely parts in it, but. There's also some you know, really bad parts in it too, because yeah, of the way, the, but, but because all, of the way it was designed. And funny, that comes back to um, you're 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 talking about your father buying his council house. One of the good things about buying a council house is that it, it it absolutely brings pride back into an area. So someone who buys a council house starts doing it up with themselves and uh, they're painting uh, it themselves, uh, yeah, yeah, and the neighbours start looking at, and it does bring up the whole the whole estate. You know, I was in retail and I, I, I had some shops many years ago, but I was always asked to sign what was called an, an insuring and repairing lease. And that was that if I uh, took a shop in Grafton Street, I, I had to repair it myself. Now, you know, the council, I, I don't see why the council should have this obligation of that. The maintenance was, was just an absolute uh, joke. I mean, someone wanted a light bulb change, they called the They still do that. Yeah, I, I, I know of somebody who works in the maintenance department, and yeah, they still and, do that. They get a call at eleven o'clock at night for someone to go out and put, change a light bulb. It's the most inefficient uh, way, and that should be stopped immediately. Uh, and my washing machine is not working. I need a new one. And that's what that's why I don't want it fixed. I want a new one. Yeah, and that's why that, that's why uh, the the councils want to get get rid of social housing. And they would use any excuse. So they started uh, going to the you know, when the uh, the big developers came in. They'd say, "Oh, look, don't worry, we'll we'll have special social housing uh, built in. If you give us planning permission for two hundred houses, we'll build twenty social houses somewhere somewhere on the." See, I always thought the best method of housing, and it's almost suitable for all. Well, it's suitable for almost everybody, not everybody, obviously, because mm-hmm. some people will. There are people out there who will just never have a job, right? But certainly the best form of housing, I always thought, was the shared ownership scheme, where the Mm. the state essentially becomes the bank. Um, I'm sure Patrick might not agree with this because the sociopaths will be running it. But but, but uh, the shared ownership scheme is great. So you've got a house for 250 and you sell it to somebody for 125 and the state owns half and you own half. And when you're finished paying your half in 25 years, you have an option to continue paying to own the other half if you want to. Yeah. And they did that in the the States. That was brought in by, I think it was... uh, was it? Was it no, Fianna Fáil brought that in. Shared ownership. No, no Roosevelt brought in the Oh, GI. yes, in America, yes. Remember the GI Bill? Then? Yeah. And that was, uh, they would give all the GIs who were coming home from uh, from the war, had nowhere to, you know, they couldn't buy houses. They just, they were literally out of a job. They had no, they weren't soldiers mm. anymore. So the state said, look, what we'll do is we, we'll give you uh, half, the, half the price of your house. And you can owe us that, and you can pay us over 20 or 30 years, and you're guaranteed that. So if you go for a mortgage, now you're not looking for the full price of the house, you're looking for half the price of the house. I mean, that, that's, I mean Patrick, you'd agree with that, wouldn't you, shared ownership? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I want to see social housing getting built, shared ownership. It, it, it's better than what we have now. Shared ownership will probably do me. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying, Why yeah. Be, but I mean, it, it's so you don't have to worry about now. owning half the house, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, if, listen, you get rid, yeah. if you get but, rid of the, but uh, the problem is, the will isn't uh, there. 
If you get uh, rid of the I mainline propagation. Well, no. Well, well, hang on, Nigel. And Rory, can I, because I, I, I want to wrap this up in a second, and I'm going to let you back in. Don't worry about it, Nigel. I know you want to say something. But Rory, the picture in the paper today of yeah. the three children, uh, and as Carl rightly pointed out, and he has a hard heart, but you'd have to have a heart of stone to not feel sorry for those three kids. Oh, who's, but whose fault is that? Okay, well, look, it's, it's a fault of the whole system. Of course it's a fault of the whole system. I think uh, social welfare, you know, we're doing our best as we are uh, in a country to to fix this sort of thing, and it can be fixed. But someone like, like that, I, I, it must be education. It must be the fact that they don't know how to how to get social welfare uh, to, to to alleviate what they're having there. That's what we're paying taxes for. We don't mind. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who would mind uh, making sure that those kids have uh, a roof over their heads and something to eat. Et mm. we, that, that, that's what it's there for. I mean, we give out about social welfare, but we're not really giving out about the No, because you're right. That's what welfare is for. Yeah, it, it's for those it's situations. For. But unfortunately, you're right. Some people are. maybe are not educated enough to figure out how to use the system properly or how to get it out. That's where the social welfare, uh, that's where the um, social workers need to come in. And it's specifically in a case like that. They need to guide these people through the system and say, look, this is what we'll do for you. And, and some people just aren't capable of of. Uh, going through that system now I mean I, I was in job and communications uh, uh, and one of the biggest problems you came across and a lot of very uh, educated people was they just had a fear of forms uh, and they'd come to you and all, all they wanted was for you to fill in the form for them you know and they'd answer all the questions mm. but they couldn't literally fill in the form yeah but sorry Nigel you want to say something quickly there go on ahead sorry um, just you know and Rory talking or Rory talking about uh, filling out forms a lot, of, a lot of people still in this day and age can't uh, read or write. And, and, you know, people throw them forms and expect them to be able to fill them out. Correct. And, yeah. and, and, that, and that's part of the problem as well. But, I mean, I, I'm... Do you think the, we make the, it too difficult for people to avail of services? Some people who would be less educated. Do we make it too I, difficult? I do. I, I, I don't think... Like, if, if you go into welfare to, to claim anything, it's not explained to you what your, your entitlements are. You're just told, sign there, and, you know, they give you whatever... You, you get and uh, you know you might be entitled to more but you don't know that um also in, in relation to you uh, saying about people calling out maintenance and that um they don't the council don't supply you with white goods um no more than they'll come out and change the bulb in your in your bedroom or sitting room or whatever um i also feel that uh in 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 they do. I, I, no, hang on for a second. I had a guy in the I had a guy in the air here one night. He was an electrician. He told me he was working under contract for the council, and he said he gets called out on a regular basis to change light bulbs. And he said on numerous occasions he'd go out to fish a wash, fix a washing machine, and he'd be asked by the person there, "Listen, just tell them you can't fix it. I need a new one." That's not his. First of all, the, the council don't fix washing machines. Well, they send some. No, I, they they I, personally I, don't, but they have contract call workers though. That person, a lawyer to his face. If, if you bring the two of us together, because that, that that's not the, the remit of the, the the council maintenance team. So he, he's telling you an, an absolute load of BS. Um, they don't supply white goods and they don't repair them. But um, in terms of in terms of in terms of of maintenance, yes, the council should be responsible for maintenance of the structure and integrity of the the, the building. As far as you looking after the inside of it, that's down to you. You should do the painting and papering or whatever and the upkeep on the inside. 
And, you know, a council inspector should call around every 12 months or whatever and make sure that the, the, the property is being kept in a, in a fit state. I mean, some of them uh, I know are being used for God knows what and, and let go to rack and ruin. But, you know, the, the other thing is in terms of, of uh, social housing, there, the, I'm down on the, the housing list. I'm a single person. And um, the chances of me actually getting a, a property um, for a single person, I'd probably stand a better chance of winning the lottery. Yeah, well, you're not, you're not a priority, yeah. Okay. No, but apart from that, no, they're not, they don't build uh, enough places for senior citizens. Um, Are you a senior citizen? I am. You don't sound like one, Nigel. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Are you very senior? Um, not, not very senior. I'm in my <laughs> early seniors. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the, the, the just over, I'm 61. Okay, there's a whole argument going on here now by text. Uh, that fella's wrong. I know for a fact because my sister-in-law recently had a washing machine replaced in a council house. Another person says, blatant lying going on now on national radio has to be illegal. Uh, the council doesn't change bulbs or replace washing machines. I'm sick of listening to your propaganda. They don't. They well, don't. No, I, don't okay, but I, I believe and, you, Nigel. And, and, and I'd love you to get somebody from the council on to explain that. They don't fix white goods, no. They don't have technicians there to do it. I mean, that, you know yourself, it, it's a specialised trade. So but they no, don't Nigel, have... No, no, yeah. no. Okay, so it may, it may be only maintenance in the house is what you're saying. It, sorry, yeah, but sorry, Rory. Yeah, yeah, they, but they, I mean, they, 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 uh, the proof of the pudding was, was when we did have a lot of social housing, the maintenance bills were huge, absolutely massive. And the money went somewhere, and it was okay. They didn't Rory, have can I can I tell you something? No, I, I, I'm, 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 no, I accept that there's not arguing with you. Know, you. M- maybe no, the, no, I, maybe the, I, I, the, I want the to try and enlighten them as to where the money goes. Hmm. And and I'll tell you exactly. In when a, a council property is vacated, it takes hmm. the council up to nine to ten months to turn that property around to hmm. have it uh, ready to relet. Now. Why would it take you nine months to ten months working, you know, painting or whatever the inside, making sure that all the doors are on hinges and that? That doesn't take nine months. It's a waste mm. of taxpayers' money. And the council aren't accountable. Like the council workers, they're not held accountable. They just I, go I, in. You're absolutely right, Nigel. You're absolutely oh, yeah, no, and it should only take a team of five lads a week or so to turn a house around. Yeah, well, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up because I'm running out of time. Thank you very much, by the way, Patrick, the socialist, and Nigel, the senior citizen, and Rory, the person who used to work in retail, or whatever it is, in marketing and all sorts of things. Uh, well, loads of people text again. Somebody says, Niall, he's wrong. I know for a fact they do change light pubs and fix white goods. See, see, this is going to go on. Another person is saying, no, fair play to Nigel, he's on the money. You're wrong. Okay, all right, well, look, we'll let's we'll argue about it all day. Uh, Hi Nile. I earn 2700 a year I work in healthcare I work 45 hours plus in week shifts so for me to be on a level pegging with a single parent who just gets paid for sitting on the ras I would need to earn 60,000 a year it makes no sense I am taxed to support those who don't work and don't forget I also have a 900 euro a month mortgage my car for work tax insurance petrol etc my lunch at work am I the fool working? Do you want an answer to that question? I would probably say yes, you probably are. If you've got kids, you probably are a fool if you're earning less 
than what Stephen worked out earlier on at 37,000. Mind you, I don't think think you'd like to be in that situation where you're going to welfare looking for them to help you out. You know, some people, it doesn't bother them. Their pride goes out the window. They don't give a shit. You know, and there are people out there gaming the system. There's no doubt about it. So he else says, abolish single mother's welfare allowance and then there'd be more houses for everyone. That's a very simplistic view of the whole thing, isn't it? Uh, a rent supplement is now, uh, is known under changed title and call out Dr. Service Gardy is a right. Carry on. Yeah, okay. Um, another person says, I thought County Mead was just a place on the map. Do people actually live there? And Leitrim too, says Kevin Limerick. I think, yeah, they do. They, they do live there, Kevin Limerick. I'm not too sure about Leitrim. I don't, there's not that many people living in Leitrim. There is a lot of houses. I believe there was seven, at one stage, 7,000 vacant properties in Leitrim, or units. Hmm. 